the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Third and final hour, Jimmy Sangenberger back with you. And then I'm back here from 3 to 4 all week hosting that slot in the afternoon. So be sure to tune in then as well as next Saturday morning right here from 6 to 9 and 710 KNUS. Good to be with you and great having retired General Doug Slocum in the last hour. His perspective and analysis was tremendous. I know yesterday he was at a luncheon that had high-ranking Israeli Defense Force officials that were speaking and addressing folks there, and it provided some additional understanding for him on top of 35 years of experience that really showed tremendous analysis, and we appreciate it. As always, listener text coming in. Excellent guests you have on this morning, Jimmy. That would be General Slocum, as well as Gordon G. Chang in the first hour. And your questions are terrific. Thank you. Well, thank you back. I appreciate that. Happy Veterans Day to all those veterans and their families. May God hold them in his hands and keep them safe. Amen to that. And the listener texts in further. My son served, and I'm so proud of him. They are in my daily prayers. Well, thank you for your sacrifice, your son having served, the families, as we talked about with General Slocum, all military families, we appreciate you and what you do every day or have done in the past when your family member was serving. And thank you to your son for his service as well and to everyone listening on this Veterans Day. Our telephone number, of course, 303-696-1971. You can also text in on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone listener text about music. Jimmy, any familiarity with the Deep Blue Organ Trio and the Hammond B3? I don't hear much organ blues in your bumpers, I feel. All right, so... I actually am not familiar with the Deep Blue Organ Trio, but I will have to check them out. Of course, familiar with the Hammond B3. You know, Greg Allman played a Hammond B3 in the Allman Brothers Band. Um, Yeah, there aren't too many uh, organ blues tunes that we play. Maybe it's a stylistic thing. Nothing against organ blues. I certainly enjoy it. It's just sort of I play... I spin the bumpers that I'm feeling the night before and oftentimes are thematically fitting for the show where I try and find, okay, this song works, whatever it is, for the theme of what we're talking about. This morning was more about the feel than anything else for the most part. But I'll keep my eye out. I'll check out some Deep Blue Organ Trio tunes and see if I can work in some organ blues. Always appreciate a musical text. You're going to get priority on the program if you're joining us via text or call about the music. That's for darn sure. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. 
Let's bring on David in San Francisco, who's been patiently waiting. The home of the Biden-Xi Jinping summit that is coming to town on Wednesday. Good morning, David. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, things are getting busy already for that. Uh, starting to prepare the streets. Uh, you know, I was interested in the general's uh, interview, but before I did, I, I noticed the... Um, uh, let's see, Randy had a promo at the top of the hour talking about whether or not uh, Trump is going to be bumped off the uh, uh, ballot in Colorado. Uh, had you been keeping up on, you know, when, when Trump, when, when a president is sworn in, uh, they say that they uh, preserve, they pledge to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. Well, uh, part of the reason why they're trying to take Trump off the ballot is because he didn't support the. So, David, I I don't really you were calling in about Israel. I haven't talked about the 14th Amendment case today. I'm going to wait until a decision is actually reached on that and then we can offer comment. All I will say is I think it would be setting a dangerous precedent for a single judge to unilaterally make the determination that a president, former president, who's never been convicted, by the way, is ineligible to run for president of the United States. And I also think the left is very foolish to give Trump another opportunity to go out there and talk about being a victim. And I think you could see some more moderate people say, you know what, that's a bridge too far. But I don't want to get into that discussion even more. You were calling about Israel. We had a great discussion with General Slocum before what are your thoughts or questions on that? Well, uh, the bigger issue is uh, whether or not, I don't know if you've ever seen the old movie Dr. Strangelove, but uh, there was a, one of the characters in that movie was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jack D. Ripper, General Jack D. Ripper. And uh, when you start listening to the general who's got a, an answer militarily, he's got an answer for everything. Uh, but when it comes time to justice and when you start looking at, uh, you remember, America was founded on taxation with representation. Now, the Palestinians, uh, if, if Israel claims it's a democracy, it has to provide taxation with representation, and it hasn't. The Palestinians are in a walled city where they can't get uh, normal commerce. Uh, and in fact, once the bombing started uh, with Israel, they sealed off all of the gates. And when they normally used to get a thousand trucks a day, Israel allowed 20 trucks. Whose fault was that, to, David? Whose fault was that? Hamas attacks brutally no, and murders and slaughters, rapes and kidnaps uh, well over 1,500 Jews in Israel. And what happens after that is Israel has to defend itself, does it not? It's an issue of taxation. Does Israel have the right to defend you itself? Can't you, you, you no, you can't answer the fundamental question here. This isn't about taxation, taxation with or without, without representation. The Palestinians are not governed. Is. You do not have an occupation in Gaza. Israel is not overseeing what happens in Gaza. That has been Hamas since, what, 2007 well, or 2005 after Israel pulled out. Are you going to answer this fundamental question? Does Israel have the right to defend itself? 
oh, everybody's got the right to defend themselves, but the fact is, is that this is an issue of taxation without No, this is an issue of Israel yeah, defending it is. itself. When you're brutally and attacked, the do way, they not... Is Israel in the wrong for defending itself by striking back at Hamas? Yes or no? Uh, yes, they are in the wrong. Because they they have not provided uh, a life support. So Hamas sends paragliders in is, murdering innocent Jimmy, Jews Jimmy, at a concert and a music festival, Jimmy. and they are not okay in defending themselves, David? Jimmy, they, what should they have done? Should they have just Jimmy. let it happen and then stopped attacking? Should, what should they have done, David? Should they have just uh, done I, nothing after Hamas killed 1,400 and kidnapped and, and no 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 no. What should Israel have oil, done, David? Answer the question. Answer the question. All right, he's gone. You can't answer the basic question of what Israel should have done if not defend themselves. Yes, they're in the wrong for striking back at Hamas. This is why David is from San Francisco because that's the mentality there. It's the mentality that said, "Hey, everybody, we want the streets." To be messy, we want the needles to be on the streets. We want to allow homeless people who have, in many cases, chosen a lifestyle of homelessness to be able to roam free, to put up their tents wherever, until Xi Jinping comes to town. And then we act like when an American president or some other world leader is visiting China and they suddenly clean everything up doing the Chinese Communist Party's way of welcoming foreigners to the country. Clean up San Francisco so the Chinese rule. Only then do they clean things up, as opposed to when the people are trying to live their lives without a decaying city. Oh, my goodness. It is astonishing, but you know what? Sometimes we just have to hear it. What you heard from David is the same thing we heard from NYU. This David fellow is an ignorant ass, comes in a listener text. Can't disagree with you there. They were saying, we don't want no Jewish state. We want all of it. That is the inevitable conclusion from David's call, right? 303-696-1971. How are we supposed to interpret anybody who says, oh, Israel is in the wrong for defending itself? Look, we didn't even get into specifics about what has happened since October 7th, he just said Israel was in the wrong for defending itself in the first place. Which is quite astonishing, but we are seeing it more and more in terms of the sentiments being expressed. Not just the argument that Israel has gone too far. Okay, we can hash that out. But Israel should have not even done anything in its defense. I mean, this is the kind of uh, brazenness that we're seeing across the country. But then sometimes they're still trying to shroud it in 
uh, their language choices. Here is Rashida Tlaib, who, of course, was just censured by Congress, bipartisan censure this week, trying to defend the arguments or the the use of the phrase from the river to the sea. I want you to explain, like, what you mean by it and why you used it or why you included it in the video. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm asking my colleagues, don't distort the words of my residents. Many people in this movement for human rights for Palestinians have always centered around coexistence. Uh, you hear them calling for that uh, and saying that, you know, no matter your faith, your ethnicity, your background, you should be able to live uh, without fear, without discrimination, without this kind of inequality that, you know, Netanyahu's extremist party and his leadership has been pushing. And so for many of my colleagues, they know uh, and deep in their hearts where my heart is. This is about peaceful coexistence. Let's just have one big state, no longer a Jewish state, and it will be all peaceable. I can't even call that naive because she knows better. She knows a hell of a lot better. Especially in terms of Hamas. They are among the Palestinians. You can't just exclude Hamas and say, well, we're going to welcome all the other Palestinians into one big happy state and we're going to exclude Hamas. You can't do that. It's absolutely insane. We'll get to the calls here. 303-696-1971. First, I want to read a text from Alexa. Thanks for redirecting David from San Francisco. I can appreciate sometimes when callers go to a slightly different subject. However, most of the time he calls in with a completely different subject. Very unpleasant to listen to as a listener. Let me say, I told Jim, David normally calls in and he says, talks about something different. I let him go for a moment on the 14th Amendment case. See what he was going to say. I could get in a comment there. And then on Israel, we went and we got the real story. He does not believe that Israel has a right to defend itself, plain and simple. He said, of course, everybody has a right to defend themselves, but not Israel after Hamas's attack. And then she adds, if he wants to talk about the subjects that are important to him, he should get his own radio show or podcast. Very fair. But then we got the big revelation, right? Let's go to Bob in Lakewood. Good morning, Bob. How's it going? Hi, Jimmy. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, sir. What's on your mind? Well, you need to look at history a little better. You need to look up Benjamin H. Friedman. F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N, his speech at the Willard Hotel, 1961, Washington, D.C. We're living that era now. He's a story at the Elogian, and he'll tell you exactly what's going on with the insurrection of the Zionists in 1948 and before. All right, Bob. Hey, thanks for the call. Let's be clear about something about 1948. Was the aftermath of what major world event? World War II. In the aftermath of what major actual genocide? The Holocaust. Six million Jews. Let's keep in mind, too, that the Jews occupied the land of Israel when they first settled it thousands of years ago. Why? We're really bringing out the anti-Israel sentiment today, aren't we? The anti-Semitism on the program. 
303-696-1971. Common sense callers certainly welcome as well onto the program and keep the texts coming in. 303-696-1971. The Jimmy Sangenberger Show will be back with more. 710 KNUS. Rockin' and rollin' back. Jimmy Sangenberger here with ya. Best damn bumper music known to man. Ten years running. 710 KNUS. Rick Derringer doing that tune. Crying won't help you now. Which was originally supposed to lead me into talking, making a couple final points for the week on what happened in Aurora. What happened in Denver with the public schools, uh, the school board election. What happened with Proposition HH. And now crying won't help you now if you're supporters of the socialists in Aurora or the school board in Denver or what remains of supporters of the school board in Denver and of Prop HH. But alas, we've had some anti-Semitism in the program. We've had the reference of Holocaust denial. The last caller, I wanted to double check. Benjamin H. Friedman was a Holocaust denier who talked about six million Jews, quote, allegedly being put to death in furnaces and in gas chambers between 1939 and 1945. And he said those six million Jews actually later died happily and richly in the Bronx, New York. And we had a caller on the program cite this person as some kind of an expert. Not allowed on this program. Full stop. Maybe we'll get some humanity from Jack in Evergreen. 303-696-1971. Good morning, Jack. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm driving, so the phone might drop. But I heard that first caller and his reluctance to admit that Israel has the right to respond in kind in this, in this situation is scary because a lot of people have adopted that apparently, and that's what's really scary. And uh, then you uh, you mentioned uh, physics and one of the most basic laws of physics has always been every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And that applies to this type of a situation, although it's not a mechanical one. But I think it is mechanical. I think, you know, the only thing a bully understands is a bigger bully. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. And since the 67 war, the Israelis, have, they've gone on the attack and they've pulled back and they've turned the other cheek. And I think they've done it for the last time, and I certainly hope they have for the last time. That's it. Well, I I think you've made some very compelling and important points, Jack, and brought some common sense here into the discussion. 303-696-1971. Thank you. Equal and opposite reaction. Without a doubt, Israel has the right to defend itself, plain and simple. And that is what happened here. And to deny that Even that basic fact just shows all you need to know about David or the previous caller that had called in and referenced Friedman. When we look at what Hamas did in the most brutal attack against Jews since the Holocaust, that cannot be ignored. Full Stop. And yet, these are the kinds of sentiments that we are seeing increasingly and brazenly being expressed. Here is a University of Pennsylvania student saying she is happy about October 7th. I'd like to share with all of you 
Do you guys remember the photo of the kids and men laughing and smiling as they sat on top of the Israeli military jeep captured by our freedom fighters? Yes! Do you remember that picture? Yes! How about the photos of the bulldozer breaking through the deadly border? Do you remember that picture? Yes! And the several other joyful and powerful images which came from the glorious October 7th. Yes! Glorious October 7th. You to picture those in your mind. I want you all to remember how you felt when you saw those images and heard the news. I remember feeling so empowered and happy. Empowered so and happy. That victory was near and so tangible. The cheers. Too. I want all of you to hold that feeling in your hearts. Never let go of it. Channel it through every action you take. Bring it to the streets. Yes. Go down to the streets every day and don't ever let them feel that you quietly accept this genocide. Woo! That's in the United States of America. That's in Pennsylvania. This is in New York City. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Our telephone number. Next up, Marty in Denver. Marty, you're on the Jimmy Sangenberger show. Good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. You know, I hear your I hear your heart for Israel. I hear your heart for wanting to stand against this. I think you're a hundred percent right. I think it's filthy. The Hamas cheerleaders, the Palestine cheerleaders, those are the George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter cheerleaders. You know, they're the same root core demon that's going on. The way you fix it, though, Jimmy, and I'd love to hear you expand on this is. All the local hosts on this network, you, George, Brockler, Peter Boyle, I might be missing, you all accept the 2020 results as no problem. I want to know in 2024, will you accept an expanded mail-in process? Uh, Marty. And the like. Because when you all right, Marty, I'm going to let you go. I think you called in yesterday. That is, you want to talk about off-topic. First, David brings us off-topic, and then he uh, gets into his rank anti-Semitism, and then we have Marty calling in and making an observation first about the Israel and then going into some territory we're not going into. Uh, By the way, in Colorado, you can't have more expanded mail balloting than we've got because since 2013, we've had, had statewide universal mail balloting. It's worked here. It's worked here quite well in the state of Colorado. Imperfect, but it works. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. What a fascinating hour we have gotten so far on the program. Uh, One of the things that... The rise in anti-Semitism in our society right now is demonstrating. The Jew hatred in our society is demonstrating. Is what's happening on our college campuses. Last weekend I talked about, and last week, what is happening at the University of Colorado Boulder. Where you have an ethnic studies department 
that refused to condemn Hamas and instead just targeted Israel in their first statement. Then after pressure, they removed their first statement, published another one, and that one was seen by Jews on campus as even worse because it attempted to define anti-Semitism when it's okay to hate Jews, when it isn't okay to hate Jews. And this is on a college campus from a department that is essentially endorsing Hamas, endorsing anti-Semitism. And you know what? It is festering more and more through the programs of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which has been very much anti-Jew. There is a great piece in the City Journal, How DEI Inspires Jew Hatred. And... It's by Stanley Goldfarb, a former associate dean at the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine. For decades, he was there for 53 years as a dean and professor. For decades, I saw the hateful shenanigans that are sadly endemic to every prestigious university. The constant student protests against Israeli occupation, the fake graves representing dead Palestinians, including terrorists, suddenly appearing on campus overnight and more. After DEI took hold at Penn, anti-Semitic fervor on campus intensified. At first glance, DEI seems to have little connection to the Jewish people or the Jewish state. It is more often associated with efforts to recruit more minority students by lowering admission standards, creating racially discriminatory scholarships, and setting racial quotas. While I witnessed all that, and more before my retirement from Penn in 2021, I also came to see that subscribing to DEI almost inevitably resulted in attacking Jews. True anti-Semitism existed long before the establishment of the first university DEI office. But this worldview has given anti-Semites a pseudo-intellectual and seemingly moral framework through which to spew their hatred. At the heart of DEI is a simple binary. The world is divided between oppressors and the oppressed. Proponents of DEI cast white people as oppressors and black people as the oppressed. While they apply this frame primarily to America, they often apply it to Israel, too. Apparently, Israel is the bastion of Jewish whiteness, with a racist commitment to shattering the lives of non-white Palestinians. In fact, a colleague of mine, a former collegiate DEI director, no less, was told that Jews are, quote, white oppressors and that it was her job to, quote, decenter whiteness. Hence why the campus groups most associated with DEI are now leading the anti-Semitic charge. Among these so-called woke anti-Semites, and pro-Hamas people. The attitude they take is Jews are not white, therefore they are oppressors and are worthy of hatred and must be stopped. To the right-wingers who are anti-Semitic, the neo-Nazis, and that 
ilk, they are not white and therefore are inferior and must be hated, etc., etc. So on the left, they are white and therefore oppressors. On the right, they are not white and therefore inferior. And both lead to the same kind of consequence. And in both groups, Jews have no... So what, what the hell? What are you supposed to do with that if you're Jewish? Terrible. 303-696-1971. Eric, the great American. Hey, brother, it was good seeing you at Stefan Shindig on Tuesday. Wasn't that a blast? Wow. It was. It was a great time. You know, you great American. Jimmy, what drives me nuts is that I've heard the percentage-wise that the Jews vote for the Democrat Party. True. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I will, I will tell you this. I have seen growing numbers of articles from left-wing sources where, at least for the moment, they're saying we're shocked. We're shocked at the amount of anti-Semitism on the progressive left. It's astonishing to see what's happening. Of course, you and I are sitting back saying you shouldn't be surprised about this, but there are a lot of Jews who are on the left who are looking at it and saying, wait a second, is this really a, a, a party or an ideology that I am home to? There's one article I saw about something to the effect of Hamas killed my wokeness. Because this person writing for, I think, Tablet Magazine was saying, I'm Jewish. I've always been progressive. I no longer find a home after what's happened with Hamas. So maybe, hopefully, there is a bit of a political awakening going on amongst so. Democratic Jews. And... You know, I'm going to categorize you with these people I'm about to mention. Mark Levin and Dennis Prager and the great Jimmy Sangenberger. You know, they talk about it all the time. And them them guys have huge audiences. And it still doesn't penetrate. That drives me more nuts. And Rush Limbaugh emphasized that too. The great Rush when he, you know, was with us. Yeah. And... And then they just, I mean, they just get slapped down by society throughout the United States and they still vote. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they still vote Democrat. Yeah. I don't get it. It is. All right, my brother. (laughs) A big head scratcher. Hey, Eric, you take care. Much love. All right, you too. Back at you, great American. Thank you very much. Eric, the great American from Stapleton, calling in to the program. Yeah, he's raising a, an interesting question. Going to college campuses, this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York. This is an issue that I've been warning the party about for a long time, that young people have been increasingly concerned in, about the, the status of human rights of Palestinians for years now, and it has been growing and growing. And I think what young people really want to see is an assertive stance from this administration. An assertive stance from this administration. I've been warning in essence, about the anti-Israeli, anti-Jew sentiment that's been growing, but in the form of anti-oppression, in the form of we're just trying to achieve justice. I've been warning Democrats about this. You shouldn't be surprised about what's happening. to share with all of you 
Do you guys remember the photo of the kids and men laughing and smiling as they sat on top of the Israeli military jeep captured by our freedom fighters? Yes! Do you remember that picture? Yes! How about the photos of the bulldozer breaking uh, through the... It's just... And, and that she's been warning about that in college campuses. But from the perspective, they just want to stand up against justice or for justice against oppression, against colonialization. Never minding the fact that Jews settled thousands of years ago, the land we know today as Israel. And then Bernie Sanders says, oh, let's not talk about words. They that don't last matter. Green said Joe Biden supported the genocide of the Palestinian People, I know you know the definition of genocide. It is defined as a crime committed with intent to destroy a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group. Do you think that's what Israel is doing here? What's going on right now is a horror show. We don't have to quibble about words. Thousands of men, women, and children are being killed. It has got to end right now. Let's not quibble about words. As General Slocum said in the previous hour, Words matter, especially when they are coming from certain politicians. It is astonishing to see what we are witnessing and to see it experienced. When I had Rabbi Wilhelm from the Chabad Center in Boulder that works with Boulder Jewish students and Yehuda Halevi, a Jewish student at CU Boulder on 3 p.m. show on Monday. It was powerful, and it really underscored that we have this scourge on our college campuses. And you know what? It is DEI, and there's more of an eye on DEI. And the ethnic studies departments that's really all about pushing opinion and not anything that is rooted in some kind of facts. Their statements have shown this. I mean, it is deeply disturbing. What it, Beyond disturbing, what is happening is frightening. But at least in CU Boulder, you see Jewish students still speaking up, speaking out, making their voices heard. They are not cowering in the face of the hatred that they are enduring. Good for them. Good for Yehuda and the other students at CU Boulder and other campuses as well. An astonishing moment in American history. We're going to take a break. On the other side, our crossover with Peter Boyles, who's up from 9 to noon. And then, of course, this week, I'm in from 3 to 4 all week. So be sure to tune in then. Stay with us. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk, 710 KNUS. Grooving back, wrapping up and winding down the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk, 710 KNUS. Of course, I'm back in the saddle all this week from 3 to 4. Tune in then and next Saturday, same time, same place. More engaging, intelligent talk, saying style from 6 to 9. Good to be with you all this morning. Peter Boyles warming up in a bullpen. You know, Donald Trump said this this week on uh, in an interview. They've weaponized the Justice Department. They've weaponized the FBI. And they've come at me with the worst indictments. If they want to follow through on this, uh, yeah, it could certainly happen in reverse. It could certainly happen in reverse. What they've done is they've released the genie out of the box. They have done something that allows the next party. I mean, if somebody, if I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say, go down and indict them. Mostly that would be, you know, they would be out of business. They'd be out. They'd be out of the election. In my case, uh, it was, they were such pathetic indictments. 
They've released the genie out of the box. Peter Boyles, he's threatening revenge lawsuits and a revenge tour through the legal system if elected. Against whom? Against the Democrats. But what's interesting, and I've watched him on that video, this is one of these really, it's like a Vulcan mind trick. It's like you will fill in your own person. Yeah, I said Vulcan, Jedi, (laughs) that you would... Fill in the person you want revenge taken against. He doesn't mention it. Right. So whomever, whoever ever sees a revenge target, what is that target? Well, it's whatever you say it is. Is it the case that these lawsuits and the the lawsuits and in particular the criminal proceedings are opening the floodgates for future president to do political targeting? Or is this legitimate what's happening to Trump? Well, I always tell everybody that my favorite Irish politician was James Michael Curley, the mayor of Boston. He was sworn in in his jail cell. So <laughs> he's, he's John O'Hare's last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And James Michael got sworn in in jail. So anything's possible at this point. Yeah. Uh, but it's astonishing. The new lows that we are getting to in America. And that's disturbing. hearing a, a former president, let alone a presidential candidate, say something like that. Well, Richard Nixon left first. Yes. He did. And he, di- he did. Yeah, he did. He did indeed. Yeah. And he could have pushed and done what he wanted, but he said, nope, I'm out. Uh, Peter Boyles, what have you got coming up on your show, 9 to Noon? I've been billboarding this book for quite a while. It's called Starkweather. And there was a, a time in America, in Nebraska, and there was a, a killer by the name of Charlie Starkweather. He was a serial killer, in fact, probably America's first. And they caught him in Wyoming and all the things went on. But it probably gave, gave some strength to uh, when uh, Springsteen did Nebraska. He was also the uh, natural-born killers is modeled on him. And he had a girlfriend, a young girl. She was 14, traveling with him. And Harry McLean is in studio, and I've known Harry forever. One of the best books entitled In Broad Daylight. Mm. And, and remember that case in Skidmore, Missouri, where the whole there was a bully. And somebody in that town killed that bully. And people obviously knew who killed the bully. Nobody ever said a word, and they got away with it. And uh, it was one of those, the guy really, truly was a bully out of control running this little Skidmore, Missouri, and Harry captured that. But this one, and I'm bringing Daryl Luby on, old radio name. Daryl was a little kid growing up in Nebraska mm. when, when, when Starkweather was out there. They caught Starkweather in Wyoming. But when Charlie was out there, his mom made them all hide in the basement. Wow. The guy was, he, he PTSD'd this whole area. He really was an odd, weird kid. And uh, then his girlfriend, and then the, the payoff is Harry actually finds her. And she's almost 80 years old. Wow. Yeah, it's a wonderful book. It's called Starkweather. And uh, I'm like I, most of you guys, are, and it, <laughs> I wish I was your age, but I remember Starkweather as a kid when it was in the papers and I read about it. And it, was, it put America on his ear for about 11 days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is going to be fascinating. Yeah. Pete, have some fun Thanks, with Bubba. this one. You too, man. That's for sure. Peter Boyle's 9 to noon. Yours truly every Saturday morning from 6 to 9 in this coming week from 3 to 4. Be sure to tune in then. A final word of thanks and gratitude to our veterans who have given so much for our country. And as we talked about with General Slocum earlier, your families as well. Happy Veterans Day. And we are eternally indebted to you for your service. That's it for me today. See you Monday afternoon. Have a great rest of weekend. And as always, may God bless America. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.